0: i'm lovely thank you uh well i'm feeling good i'm not entirely (laughs) sure i've ever been lovely but nevertheless i'm feeling good
1: i think you're lovely
0: well thank you i appreciate that um and more importantly i am well caffeinated for uh our uh recording uh uh this morning
1: yeah so uh so where we left off last time (laughs) we had i had said that i wanted several I wanted to add seven or nine. I wanted to add an odd number of states
0: (laughs) to the union. (laughs) Yes, right. Because I
1: started with an even number and I went to odd because of something you have in your notes about DC and DC becoming a state. That's right. And how that can affect uh, sort of the balance in that.
0: Yeah, the political math. Yes, yeah.
1: So so first of all, um, I want to start by, before we do anything else, by saying that math the the math of statehood affects the senate a lot more than it affects the house right
0: yeah because Because if
1: if a state came in and it's ooby-dooby-dooby-tiny-tiny-winey-winey right really small then it's only got one representative
0: but it's got two
1: senators
0: that's right. Because
1: all states have two senators.
0: That's right. And so
1: two out of 100 is not an insignificant number, whereas one out of 435, you can't even pick out of a lineup. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah, right. <laughs>
1: unless that happens to be Frankenstein, when they take that giant picture on the front of the, you know, every year they do the, the giant picture of Congress. Yes. And they have as many people as are there that day. And I don't know whether it's like picture day at school. They have to show up and have their yeah, their it looks like
0: a Yeah, it looks like a large high school graduation photo. Exactly. Right? They're
1: like, Except they're We're... all, you know, way too old for that. But yeah, but yeah, like taking a... the one person you have to get out a microscope and like scan over the picture, trying to figure out which person is yours.
0: It's like taking out your high school graduating yearbook and you're showing it to a friend and they say where are you yeah they're they're like where are you and they're and I'm like well you know I'm in the third row in the middle huh okay right (laughs) Right.
1: they that's here pick me out of my 700 person graduating class I mean many many high schools have larger graduating classes than there are House of Representatives. Representatives,
0: yeah. But, I mean, your, your point about the Senate really does inform so much of the current debate about whether or not the District of Columbia should be made our 51st state. And actually, if you break it down, Nia, I mean, so the previous podcast episode, listeners, Nia, Nia and I talked about the basic process for congress admitting a new state okay and in terms of processes what's written is pretty simple congress made it more complicated over the years
1: is there congress
0: but it yeah because it is congress but the the situation the case for dc becoming a state is extremely complicated because you're looking at a number of variables here nia You're talking about politics and the political balance within the Senate, okay? You're also talking about politics within the political parties, but then you're also talking about some significant constitutional law obstacles that if I had to venture a guess, will more than likely be decided by whom?
1: I would say the Supremes.
0: Yeah, the Supreme
1: Court. And at this point, the relatively conservative Supreme Court. I don't yes. know if J. Rob's going to leap out there and start saying D.C. looks like a state to me. I, you know, he's.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure that. I'm Chief not sure Justice he's going to break Roberts with. You know, not have years of a license plate. Okay, a D.C. license plate that says. Taxation okay. uh, without representation. Representation, right, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I doubt he's got a bumper sticker, you know, DC 51st state or whatever. Um, that seems totally unlike him. Although, you know, who we don't know what he has under that robe. Um, but what I, I'm i curious about is, first of all, doesn't this come up pretty often?
0: Uh, yeah. Um
1: pretty regularly DC says, we want to be a state. And then there's some like discussion and then it goes away.
0: Yeah. Um, So in 1961, the 23rd amendment to the U.S. Constitution was passed and that gave uh, the residents of the District of Columbia uh, the right to vote for president starting in the 1964 presidential election. Oh,
1: so before that, If you lived in the capital city, you did not vote for the president.
0: That's right. Okay. Well,
1: that would be a reason not to live in the capital city.
0: Okay. But since the 23rd Amendment.
1: (gasps) Wait. Wait. The president lives in the White
0: House. The uh, president
1: couldn't vote in the presidential elections.
0: uh, But most presidents go ahead and maintain a legal domicile in another state.
1: Oh, that's cheating. <laughs> so okay, what the, you're telling okay. me is that all DC residents need to, need to get a PO box somewhere else.
0: <laughs> well, like remember a, the remember the infamous West Wing episode where uh, um, Bartlett's reelection, he had to go back and fly back to New Hampshire to go ahead and vote. Right. Okay. I mean, that's, you know, that's what many, most presidents did. Well, and I
1: think Donald Trump cast his vote in Pennsylvania. I mean, uh, Florida. Yeah, he
0: did. And I Florida. know Biden
1: cast his vote in Maryland, Delaware, Maryland. Delaware, Maryland. Del-
0: yeah.
1: Delaware. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Maryland. Oh, you Southerner, Delaware, you uh,
0: Southerner. Everything
1: above the Mason Dixon is all one state to me. It's called the North.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where it's are cool. you
1: from, the North? Just don't even bother to tell me which state, because they all they all seem like they're the same to me,
0: well, especially the Northeast. Well, particularly when you go north and east of New York and Pennsylvania, I mean those states. Okay. You yeah, know,
1: Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire.
0: Yeah, Massachusetts. What's the
1: difference, really? Rhode Island. And now Delaware. we've offended seven or eight states at this point. Well done. Yeah. Us. Well,
0: hey, you know, and, and you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, by the end of this podcast episode, we may end up, you know, you know upsetting a, a handful more, right?
1: Okay. Well, let's shoot for all 50. So,
0: okay. So, <clears throat> okay. So
1: there, they question was, at that point does this, they can vote.
0: Okay. So your question was, um, has a DC statehood been considered by Congress um, with some regularity or some frequency? Um, and yes. Okay. After the amendment was passed. Okay. Um, Uh, You had an effort um, in 1990, 1985, 1993. Uh, My research is also demonstrated um, twice in the last two years, June 2020, and then earlier this year. you saw proposed amendments to the US Constitution um, uh, to give uh, the District of Columbia statehood. So, I mean, hey, you're talking about four proposed amendments since the 23rd was enacted in the 1960s. Okay. In roughly 60 years. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, sort of a case
1: of you give an inch, you, you take a mile. Right. Like they got they got the vote and they were like, well, now that you mention it, since we've got a vote, you ought to make us a state.
0: Well, in, in what's in what's interesting to me and what I think many Americans don't understand is that according to the U.S. Constitution, the District of Columbia is still controlled by the United States Congress. Right. In 1974, Congress gave the District of Columbia the authority to have its own council and mayor, and it can pass a budget, but the budget has to be approved by the United States Congress. Because a significant part of DC's revenue comes from an annual appropriation from the United States Congress. And tomorrow oh, right,
1: because it doesn't have a state government in order to raise state taxes in order to fund right. itself.
0: So any, it's revenue, any revenue that the program. District of Columbia generates has to be approved by the Congress.
1: So one could argue that almost the District of Columbia almost is an agency
0: um, of, the, I, of the federal government in the sense of... I tend to compare it most to a territory like Puerto Rico or Guam. Okay. Because with with both of those territories, the United States Congress has given them the authority to manage their daily governmental operations, but Congress could in both instances pass laws that overturn whatever Puerto Rico or Guam did. <laughs>
1: Wow. Okay. I didn't think about that. So that yeah. would be a pretty, <clears throat> that would be a, that would be though complicated politically.
0: Oh, it would be. Yeah. Like, I mean, you want to not
1: it, do that unless you were, unless you really felt your back was against the wall.
0: Well, and, and, and also too, and, and I remind students who asked this question, I said, the District of Columbia, since it was given this kind of sort of self rule, Authority from the Congress in 74 has had periods to where it was run poorly and the Congress had to step in to bail out the District of Columbia.
1: Okay. I know that he was much beloved, but Mayor Barry, Marion yeah. Barry, Yes. was notorious. I mean like he wasn't just an example of, of a little bit of public corruption, he was Blagojevich levels of corruption.
0: Oh sure, I mean, and he had his own, you know, personal demons in regards to uh, drug use um, and um, cavorting with um, uh, prostitutes. Um, he was much beloved uh, in the district. Reelected. elected um, uh, and he got re-elected after he he spent some time in prison. Right. Okay, um, but there were there was one point um, where the District of Columbia uh, financially. Uh, was um, uh, bordering on bankruptcy and the United States Congress had to uh, appointed uh, Alice Rivkin, a former director of the Office of Management and Budget to actually run their finances for like a five-year period. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh,
1: Well, I would think things like certain things, DC would have a lot of expenses for certain things like the Metro. The Metro is expensive. And maintaining something like that would be expensive. Also, I'm assuming that they are responsible for the grounds around federal buildings and things like that. Like there's this kind of weird, DC is, is a weird mixture of regular businesses and homes and all that other kind of stuff and then things like embassies and federal buildings and federal you know properties
0: and in those buildings that you just mentioned embassy embassies monuments federal government buildings cannot be taxed by dc okay they don't get any property tax
1: so that's Which, a lot of property that doesn't get taxed.
0: I mean, a, a good way to think about the, this name oh, sorry. It, it, well, a, a good analogy is think about cities with colleges and universities.
1: I was just gonna say, doesn't Richmond have a similar problem with VCU? We take up quite a footprint that's in right. the city of VCU. I mean in the city of Richmond. But we don't pay taxes on that, right?
0: No, because we're 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 state buildings, right? You know uh, the infamous town gown relations, right? Okay, I mean but, think but about- any
1: city with a with a large infrastructure with a w- like Chicago probably has a lot of city building like state and agency buildings that are in the city of Chicago that the city of Chicago can't.
0: Can't tax
1: either, right? Because
0: then you add, for instance, religious institutions and property.
1: Oh, yeah, a lot of churches in Richmond.
0: Okay, and think about it in D.C. Okay, you got the National Cathedral, which is okay. I mean, the last time I looked, it has easily well, well over twenty well-known, okay, historical church buildings and property. Right. And historically, governments don't tax church property.
1: That makes me feel a little sympathetic for cities.
0: Well, I mean, it also makes me very sympathetic for D.C. I mean, it's a difficult governing task, particularly because many of those who work in the government, the federal government, don't live in D.C. Right. Okay. Right. They don't live in D.C. Because they
1: can't afford it. They live out in in the suburbs.
0: Yeah, you know, so you're talking about the suburbs in Maryland and in Virginia. Okay, Um, so it has come up. Um, It has come up twice. Um, Last year, uh, the House of Representatives uh, approved um, uh, a resolution uh, to grant D.C. statehood. It went nowhere in the Senate, didn't even get a vote, Um, and in large part, And this is where the politics comes into play, okay? At that point, before the fall 2020 elections, the Republicans had a narrow majority in the Senate, and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell made it very clear the United States Senate was not going to vote, okay, on that legislation.
1: So did he just stash it in a committee somewhere?
0: Um, It got assigned to a committee. But the committee never even held hearings on it. <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, let's face it. Okay, um, if if you if you were a Republican committee chair, okay, uh, um, while well, Mitch McConnell has been Senate Majority Leader, unless you want to have a very short career in the Senate, you basically do what Mitch McConnell says you're right. going to do. I mean, and he's like, th-
1: stash this somewhere in your desk. And they said, OK. Yeah,
0: I mean, because I mean right now, among the Republicans in the Senate, the only three that are willing to go ahead and um, ignore, OK, um, he's now Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. Oh, let me guess. Uh, let me guess. Go ahead. Mitt Romney. Yep.
1: Lisa Murkowski. Yep. And Susan Collins.
0: There's, those are the
1: three. <laughs> are the three. <laughs> right? And yeah. that is Utah, Alaska, and Maine. Is she Susan Collins is from Maine, isn't she? Yep. Respectively.
0: Yep. So, I mean, the Senate and didn't vote on it. by
1: Buck, let us keep in mind, just as a side note that by Buck... One could say that they don't vote with him 100% of the time. They vote with him 85% of the time. Like, oh, bucking actually, in the Republican sense oh, actually, of bucking I'll, is very different than it is...
0: Actually, Nia, um, uh, according to those organizations um, that, um, you know, actually tabulate, okay, votes of members of Congress, Right. those three vote the Republican Party line almost 95% of the time.
1: Is it 95? I mean, yeah. So when they say, ooh, they're mavericky, I'm like, uh, well, I suppose in one definition of maverick you
0: are, but. Our definition of, of a moderate Republican, a moderate Democrat, a maverick member of the party has changed dramatically. Yes. In the last 20 to 25 years. I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast. Right. And that's and that's the case for both political parties, but certainly the Republican Party. Okay, Um, you get nowhere fast if you're a Republican senator. By ignoring the wishes of Senate now Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, Uh, but
1: um, It, it seems to be easier for you if you're a member of the House. Yes. And you want to go all off range or whatever you get to you get away with a lot more because the House is, I suspect, in part because it's bigger and because um, Kevin McCarthy, who is the minority leader in the House, just doesn't run as tight a ship as Mitch McConnell does. I don't know if it's because Mitch McConnell knows where every single body is buried in the Senate. He's been there a long time. Mitch McConnell is the master
0: of the... Yeah, he's the master of the rules of the Senate.
1: Yeah. Okay? I mean, Robert's rules but, are sort of Mitch's rules really. Like he knows
0: Yeah, and and but, but also to your point in the House. Even Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi okay at times okay doesn't have control over the Democratic Party caucus in the House, right? Right. I mean, we saw we we saw that this week when a couple members of the Democratic Party criticized what's been going on in israel okay and other democratic members criticized their criticism okay and the leadership the democratic leadership team in the house issued a statement that tried to walk a fine line between both of those camps and ended up upsetting both of them right (laughs) okay okay it's it's far more difficult because of the sheer volume, the sheer numbers, but also because you're talking about wide diversity, okay, across the country in House of Representative districts, right? Right. Okay, a Democrat from, you know, um, uh, um, Central Virginia is different than a Democrat from South Side LA. Right? Right. Very
1: different concerns, very different
0: um, constituencies,
1: very like just you know
0: um, that diversity
1: is a good thing, but it also can be like herding cats, I assume. I I imagine that there are times when Nancy Pelosi thinks, I don't know why I wanted this job. You know what I mean? Like she's gotta sit some occasionally in her office and think, you know what, fine, if you think you can do it better go ahead and try good luck with that because
0: i think that's what john
1: boehner thought at the end all right fine see if you can do it better
0: yeah i mean and you know and and, and, he seems
1: much more relaxed now that he's just playing golf and writing books
0: yeah and and i've read and i've actually read his book Okay, Uh And, and, and it's pretty clear um one boehner had reservations about becoming the speaker of the house but two okay he could not wait, okay, to step down as Speaker of the House. Okay, he was just complicated. like-
1: Well, and then you're putting up with, the, I mean, not putting up with, you then you're trying to decide huge issues like, like statehood for something like DC, which could throw the numbers off enormously in at least the Senate, but also if DC is a state, let's just take the imaginary train here for a minute into imaginary land of DC actually being a state. One, it's tiny. Like,
0: it would be be the smallest state. state. Yeah.
1: And, and two, it's still a, a huge amount of its property would still be federal property. It wouldn't be state property. Like, I don't even know how it could function as the state. It would have to take over. Other states would have to give land up and say, here's some land where you can actually tax the people who live there and you can. Well, that's
0: one of the constitutional issues. Okay. First, okay, according to the Constitution, okay, the District of Columbia, okay, was created as the nation's capital because two states primarily Maryland, gave up property to the federal government for that purpose. So according to some constitutional law scholars, the amendment to create DC as a state would require Maryland okay, to officially cede the property to another state. Because we talked about this last week, one state cannot annex property of another state.
1: Yeah, so they call that actually, war.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. right? Um, <laughs> okay. we've
1: shown up to annex this part. No, you're not. Okay, well then I guess we're having a war. Oh, okay.
0: But it Although also would, I
1: don't like it, Mar- I don't like Maryland's odds in that fight.
0: Well, no, I don't like Maryland's odds in that fight. On the other hand, Maryland because it's so overwhelmingly controlled by the Democratic Party might be willing to do so.
1: Oh, that's true. Just give it over.
0: Okay, but you think Virginia would? I mean, I,
1: you know, you, Virginia politics are so interesting to me because it's very we're we're a very purple state in a lot of ways, right? In a lot of ways, Virginia is still very conservative. Um, and but I mean,
0: you 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 would basically be looking at Nia giving up the cities of Arlington or Alexandria.
1: See and I think what would happen is Virginia might be fine with that but Arlington and Alexandria wouldn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? They'd be like no 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 that's not where we live. We live in Virginia and and Virginia would say no uh not anymore and I I don't know. I I th- I also think that um it would still be It would still be really small and weirdly shaped. You know what I mean? Like it's not a.
0: Well, and that's the other part. Like we did a marvelous
1: job out west of making everything with edges and squared off and kind of really, you know, pleasantly shaped.
0: But here's the other issue that I was getting to in regards to what would constitute the jurisdiction of the state of and what's the uh columbia douglas because they've attached um um um
1: frederick Douglass.
0: yes they've attached it to the Ah. uh, yeah okay
1: columbia douglas okay but be a hard thing to get used to adding to the map
0: but you'd have a capital that basically would consist of three buildings That's it. Wait, 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 wait.
1: A capital of the United States, you mean?
0: The capital of the country would consist of three buildings with the most recent bill passed by the House of Representatives, okay? The District of Columbia would surround the two congressional buildings the White House, and the Supreme Court. And I lumped the two congressional buildings into one, the Capitol, quote-unquote, the White House, and the Supreme Court.
1: Okay, but I'm trying to think of... Richmond is the capital city, but the actual capital is down on Capitol Square. It's not a...
0: Okay but again it's not
1: the whole you, city of Richmond is it
0: okay but but you're kind of sort of <laughs> missing a very salient point okay any creation of dc as a statehood would have to go ahead and revise article 1 section 8 which describes the capital because the capital is the entire, if you will, jurisdiction, okay, that was created by a clause in the US Constitution. Okay. It wasn't a state, it's a national capital, okay? So you would basically be carving a state out of property. That was identified in the U.S. Constitution as the national capital.
1: I see. Yeah, that's okay. not
0: cool. Okay. Well, I mean, no, whether, I mean, whether it's cool or not, it's part of the difficulty in creating. And and, it, and this is and this is where I've gotten into um, a lot of discussions with 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 students and 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 people who born and raised in D.C. I'm like. To create DC or to give DC statehood is not as simple as you know creating Hawaii or Alaska or any of the 37 other states after the constitution was ratified. I mean, you would have to also, according to some constitutional law scholars, amend or get rid of the 23rd Amendment, okay?
1: Yeah, you'd have to do a prohibition thing, right? Where where not only you change the the Constitution, but you also ixnay the previous amendment, and you say, starting over from the beginning, right? Basically, because giving them a vote and then giving them a state Yeah, no, I can see where you'd have to do both. So one amendment would have to do the work of amending the Constitution and amending a previous amendment.
0: Yeah, so you would, because the 23rd Amendment gives them a non-voting seat in the House, no representation in the Senate, okay? Right. So you're gonna have to get rid of the 23rd Amendment. Because if you're a state- So amendment 28 would start off
1: with section one, we get rid of the 23rd 20, 20 amendment, amendment. Section two, we change the Article one of the Article one, Section eight of the
0: Constitution that says that Congress can control the District of Columbia. That's why this gets really complicated constitutionally. That's why, for instance, every Justice Department from the Kennedy administration until the Obama administration issued legal, legal memorandum saying that Congress cannot just create the District of Columbia as a state. It would have to amend the Constitution, then Congress can go ahead and take up the issue of granting statehood to the district.
1: Oh, that's interesting. But then Holder said that's not the case.
0: That's right. Attorney General in the Obama administration, Eric Holder, overruled the career bureaucrats in the Justice Department and said, I disagree. Congress can create statehood for the District of Columbia. The Trump administration, not a big surprise, went ahead and rescinded that memo. Okay. But I mean, and and I've and I pointed this out to people. I said, we're talking about four different Democratic presidential administrations. Five Republican presidential administrations? I mean, it's one of those rare things.
1: It truly is bipartisan. We don't have to change the Constitution to do you're that. You're going to have to change the Constitution. And not saying you can't change the Constitution. I'm just saying that's what how you're going to have to do it. You can't just, like, because as we discussed in the previous episode, if you jump through approximately three to 87 hoops, you can become a state, right? There's there's a method for doing that that yeah. does not involve any constitutional change whatsoever. you just, The Constitution doesn't care how many states there are, except that it does care about the capital of the United States. It's made clear yes. that it cares about that. So in order to change the capital of the country, you would need a Constitution. I, I, I think I agree with that. Oh, that, I don't know how that makes me feel. But I, I think but I but agree that it is definitely a constitutional issue if it's mentioned specifically in there.
0: And that's why I think, and you and I talked about this before we um, uh, uh, started to record today, Neil. That's why I think that even if Congress gave statehood to the District of Columbia, and in pre- uh, Safer, for instance, hypothetically, it happens. Um, uh, during the Biden administration. President Biden has already said DC should be a state and he signs it almost immediately, okay? Um, Other states, probably controlled by Republicans, are gonna file suit in federal court. And if it got to the Supreme Court, I'm afraid, okay? uh, Advocates for DC statehood are gonna lose. Because, again, the intent of the framers in this instance is not unclear.
1: Right. Well, and part of that is because didn't they, at that point, take property from other states? Like, they were carving that out in a very deliberate manner.
0: They took property from Maryland and Virginia. Maryland and Virginia okay, gave up property. Okay. I think
1: you could say they were voluntold. Yes. They were voluntold to give up property. <laughs> we really appreciate well, I mean, per- you giving this up. Wait, what? Yeah, no, we think it's a great well, idea. For, well, oh, okay. particularly,
0: But again, particularly because these were two states, okay, that were basically told, well, the alternative is the nation's capital will be in the north, either Philadelphia or New York. And in in particular, Virginia was as like, no, 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 no. We want the nation's <laughs> capital closer to the south, right? And
1: we think that there may be a few presidents from here.
0: Yes, okay. <laughs> and in the state of the state of Virginia, okay, did provide a roster of of a fair number of our you know early presidents. You know, you know, from Washington to Jefferson to Madison to Monroe. There's no. a couple others in the 19th century, you know, where we get to the, you know, the long list of mediocre presidents. I think one <laughs> or two of them were for also from Virginia, right? Okay, right.
1: So Virginia's like, no, no, we have it here because then we're close to home.
0: So, so that's the constitutional. But even if you went ahead and overcame the constitutional hurdles, you still got some significant political hurdles once you get to the Senate, and it's not just because of Mitch McConnell. The Democratic caucus in the United States Senate is not of one mind about DC getting statehood, right? In particular, um, in the early part of this year, West Virginia Democratic Senator Joe Manchin has stated publicly a number of times, he is not in favor of D.C. getting statehood. And with the current math, 50-50 split in the Senate, Democrats lose one or two senators, it goes nowhere. Right. And because the Senate can't attach statehood to a spending bill, the Senate they can't then, do it
1: through um, reconciliation. Re- reconciliation. Then, then it becomes a question of a filibuster.
0: Filibuster, okay. Which, and as right, we
1: know, is the third rail of Senate
0: politics. The third rail of Senate politics. And for our listeners who don't know what the filibuster is in the United States Senate, to end debate on a bill that's being considered for adoption in the Senate to end debate, you need to get 60 senators to vote to close debate. It's known as a cloiture vote. So if you're the minority party in the Senate, you threatened to do what's called a filibuster.
1: Right, we're going to talk it to death and keep it open so that it can never come to cloture and never be forced for a vote. Vote, and at this point, you don't. You only have to peel off one, one Democrat.
0: Well, oh, well, I mean, hey, if all the Republicans say oh, no, no,
1: no, yeah, you, all you would have, have
0: to peel off, off. ten Republicans. Ten right? Republicans. That's right. And, and right, right now, okay, there aren't. There are 10 three Republicans. There are okay.
1: three that we know of.
0: That you could possibly convince, and we don't right. know where Mitch McConnell, Lisa Murkowski, or Susan Collins think about DC statehood.
1: Uh, then Mitt Romney.
0: Yeah, Mitt Romney, Lisa you said, Murkowski. You
1: said Mitch McConnell. We know what oh, he thinks uh, about. Statehood. Oh
0: yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mitt Romney. <laughs> oh my goodness. The, the
1: Freudian <laughs> slip. The, the conflating of those two, right? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, Mitt Romney somewhere in in D.C. just went, "Hey," <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't great. know why. He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> everybody around him is like, "Are you all right?" He's like, "I, I just felt something cold go across my spine. It's okay. Yeah. I'm better now." I just
0: felt the You know, the the earth move. Okay, <laughs> I just had a chill down my spine. Okay, <laughs> I know I'm Mormon, but I'm thinking I need a stiff drink now. <laughs> exactly, okay? right? or an okay. exorcism.
1: Um, yeah so, so okay my my question okay so right now it would benefit the democrats if they could get a state because dc is seen as heavily democratic
0: yeah it, it's it's voted pretty pretty consistently overwhelmingly democratic for basically the last 70 years
1: <laughs> so Is Joe Manchin's objection that he thinks that it should be an amendment?
0: Uh, Manchin believes he's not spoken to the constitutionality. Manchin believes that because it strikes him as an obvious attempt by the Democratic Party to get two more safe Democratic votes in the senate to tip the scales okay that it is too partisan okay he he sees it as
1: a thumb on the on the scale
0: yeah and he thinks that the senate should be more bipartisan uh for those of you who don't know joe manchin is walking a very fine line right he is a democrat in a state west virginia that i believe voted for trump by almost a 27 point margin
1: yeah He's in a okay. heavily Republican state, state. coal mining, um, rust belty sort of.
0: Yes. Gun loving, right? God fearing. Okay? Rural,
1: very rural.
0: Very rural. I mean, they were settled. And yet
1: he is loved there.
0: He is loved there. Right. He was a former governor of the state. OK. Um, and he knows his constituents. OK. Right. And his constituents. OK. Do not like Overwhelmingly partisan Democrats. Okay. I mean, they are in in many ways um, um, uh, Democratic voters. They don't get really represented in the Democratic Party anymore because they like a a large social welfare state, but they like not to be told by the government how they should conduct their life. Okay. (laughs) They are
1: a state of libertarians, basically.
0: Yes. Okay. Who also are like, you guys owe us because we used to be the backbone of the country. So where is our social welfare programs, right? right. And he knows this, right? I mean, you know, you know, his predecessor in the Senate was uh, Senator Byrd. Okay. You know, uh, um, Senator Byrd. Okay. He's
1: one of my favorite senator characters. yeah he was a character right so uh, for listeners my my image that always comes up of Senator Byrd Senator Byrd used to carry a pocket constitution with him and if and in the he would get in the elevator with his junior people and he would ask them questions constitutional questions and if they didn't know the answer he would whip it out read it to them and then thwap them on the face with it, like, or on the back of the head with it, or on yes. the shoulder, right? He wasn't trying to hurt them. He was basically saying, you must know this document. Th- this document is a- yes. the rock upon which our entire nation is built and you can't work for me if you don't know it, which I, was- I, 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 I am not a fan of a lot of Bird's policies, but I am a fan of sort of the idea of if you're going to argue that something is or isn't constitutional, you better be able to back that up by having read it. Yeah, because many people today will say, "I don't think that's constitutional." Like, have you read? The, do you even know where to find the Constitution? That's like, don't a, <laughs> you don't even talk to me about this.
0: Well, and another reason why uh, Bird was well loved in and in, in, in elected, you know, like.
1: 84 what? times.
0: Yeah, I mean he served in the Senate for well over 40 years. He was so beloved by West Virginians because he was the king of pork.
1: That's right. He he could bring back there are bird roads and bird bridges and bird airports and bird schools and bird I mean he could
0: hey, the, 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 the FBI's He could divert
1: money into West Virginia.
0: The 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 the, the, the FBI's uh, research lab is in West Virginia
1: just if he could have moved LaGuardia to Virginia he would have
0: like oh yeah if he could have moved Airport, out Dallas Airport which is not really, yeah, which yeah. is Reagan right right if he could have moved that to West Virginia he would have right <laughs> according uh, according to my colleague and, and I agree with his assessment uh, Professor Chris Saladino the best roadside rest stops in the country are in West Virginia You know, when that you're makes traveling sense. on the,
1: that makes sense because he would have had them built like palaces.
0: They, they are the they are they are by United States standards, okay, incredibly well kept, <laughs> well maintained, okay. They got the most up-to-date technology, okay. Um, there's plenty of them. I mean, you know, you don't have to go very far on the interstates in West Virginia to go ahead and, and stop off okay, uh, to, to find a rest stop, right? But he, you know, me- So uh, Manchin's
1: following him.
0: Sure. That's big
1: shoes to fill.
0: Sure it is, right? And again- That's a,
1: that's a, that's a, a hard road to hoe. He's gotta, he's gotta really be um, aware of what his constituents want and to try to deliver as much as possible because what do all politicians want more than anything else? They want to get reelected.
0: Yep. Right. They want to get reelected. I mean, and the funny thing about this is, I mean, we were talking about the votes of Romney, Murkowski, and Susan Collins. The press labels them as the mavericks in the Republican Party, but they vote the party line. Well, you know, well over ninety percent. Manchin votes the Democratic Party line, just as high. It's just that on a certain number of key issues. That are seemingly very important to the Democratic Party right now. He's just like, no. Right. No. Okay. And I mean, so, but he's <laughs> against it. He doesn't want to get rid of the filibuster. Okay. Um, and so the Democrats are, are, are kind of sort of like stuck. I mean, they're, they're, they're stuck right now. Okay. And and as we're going to discuss in our next podcast episode, when we talk about um, the the uh, initial results of the 2020 census, for foreshadowing, okay, a little little advertising teaser, yeah, a little teaser, okay. The Democrats know that they basically have more than likely until early 2022. To get their legislative priorities passed, right? Because when they you get have to about the, six months. Because when you get to the mid part of 2022 is when they everybody starts campaigning, right? That's when everybody starts campaigning, particularly for the House. Okay, elections every two years, right? And a third of the Senate. So right now the Democratic Party has what a seven or a six or seven seat majority in the House. They're 50-50 split in the Senate, but they get the tiebreaker because vice president is Kamala Harris, a Democrat. So they basically know that come you know November of 2022, they may lose one or both houses of Congress. And at that point, okay, nothing they have. Yeah, they have no legislative agenda, right? Right. Okay, And
1: then they spend two years fighting with President Biden and blaming. Then we get two more years of blaming. Yay, something to look forward to. So uh, just before we go, I want to ask a question. Is is it a popular idea in the district to become a a state?
0: Oh, yes. It's overwhelming. So they
1: really want to be a state.
0: They want to, yeah, they want to be a state. Um, uh, The research that I found was there was a poll done. When was it? 2016, Uh, a referendum that was placed on the ballot in D.C., 85% of their residents wanted to become a state yep
1: and so uh, sorry one more thing comes to mind the wouldn't that be super complicated for federal employees to be surrounded by a highly partisan state i mean like isn't part of what what opponents are saying is The theory is that this is the federal government, the seat of federal government, which should be
0: neutral. It should be. Well, particularly the bureaucracy. Yeah. I mean, let's face it.
1: And so if you had the state of D.C., meaning the state of Douglas, Columbia, it. It would be hard. For federal employees. In that area to be neutral like one of the things that we want for the 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 capital of any country is for it to not be particularly partisan because you get those weird pressures of lobbying and all that other kind of stuff
0: yeah you basically want the seat of government to treat everybody equally fairly etc right and would would be, be hard under, to do
1: if you were three buildings inside a inside a state that was not yeah that was highly partisan.
0: On the other hand, Nia, I mean, let's face it, okay, the District of Columbia, okay, is what nearly uh, uh, the the largest racial ethnic group in the District of Columbia is African Americans, okay. Um, DC, so it's
1: hugely disfranch- disenfranchising for those. Yeah,
0: folks. disenfranchising uh, the District of Columbia early on in our country's history um, uh, actually had slave auctions. Okay, um, so in regards to um, you know combating the nation's uh, history of racism, um, giving DC um, statehood um, is seen would be seen, I believe, at least symbolically um, as a step to address this, right? Okay. I mean, this is complicated, right? Yeah. Okay.
1: I hadn't even thought of that, but you're right. That is. Okay,
0: I mean, this is more than just some sort of slogan on license plates, okay? Um, well, and the
1: founders know- probably didn't think that it would grow to be the metropolitan area. Like, I'm not entirely certain that they thought Oh, Wait, 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 forgive me. Wait, let me put it in the most honest way I can. When they built D.C. where they built it, it was a swamp.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's no getting around it. It was a backwater.
1: It was like real people aren't going to move here and live here. They're going to come here. They're going to serve their time like in prison. And then they're going to go back to real cities. This is not going to turn into a thing. Right. Like, I think they probably really thought that because at the time it wasn't really a thing. Lafayette's plans were beautiful. And if they could build it like that, that'd be spiffy. But
0: I mean, think about the fact that two states willingly gave up land.
1: Right. They didn't give up nice land. They gave up crappy land.
0: Yeah, they gave up crappy land. It, 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 It is it for most of our country's history. Okay, because it is so swampy because it is so hot and humid and miserable, okay, basically Congress would adjourn in late April, early May, and not return until late September, early October, okay? Right. You know, before the advent of air conditioning, nobody wants to go, (laughs) nobody wanted to be in Washington, D.C. in the summertime.
1: Well, and presidents- went back to their homes or they went to and in the case of modern presidents they
0: went the to vacation podcast right <laughs> i mean you got out of dc right. right um i mean so i mean so of
1: course they wrote it in as a well it's going to be a thing and it'll be fine because nobody's going to want to live they they had no idea that better than five hundred thousand people isn't it it's their population yeah. is pretty high would want to live there and would eventually want states' rights.
0: Yeah. I mean, like it, the founders
1: could not have thought that was going to be possible. You want to live where? <laughs> Why? Right. Like that's what the founders would have thought. Why? What?
0: I mean, what was, you know, the, it, is
1: the Okeefen swamp too full for you? Is that I what mean, you know? I
0: mean, because one of the arguments that Philadelphia made for having the nation's capital there was okay, this. Is you know Philadelphia is a well-developed city with plenty to do yada yada <laughs> yada right okay
1: and even they're hot in the summer
0: yeah I mean in in in, in the alternative <laughs> the alternative was okay Maryland swampland are you freaking kidding me this is where we're I mean think about it um, I, I've read a couple of histories about the War of eighteen twelve you know the Brits went ahead and burned down a big chunk of the White House okay many of the british commanders remarked they could not believe that a nation's capital was in the, was located where it was they right. were just like there's nothing here right? right there's a nice
1: river but that's it and even the nice river gets swampy sometimes and mosquitoey sometimes yeah i it, I can see where we're
0: not trying to disparage DC
1: because now it's grown into a marvelously oh wonderful city where you can do all kinds of cool things see our entire summer set of episodes right like it's not that we don't admire it but at the time of the writing of the constitution when they carved that part out I don't know that they ever thought that anybody would want to be a state who lived there they they basically
0: they basically thought that the new nation needed a capital, okay, that owed no alliances, right, allegiances, nor could the nation's capital control a state. It was supposed to be set off, okay, as a separate, if oh, you will, government jurisdiction.
1: Not something I even thought of, but if DC did get statehood, it would be. It, the potential for it to be stomped on by the federal government would be huge just because of the sheer volume of the federal government within I mean, the, within its borders. I mean, oh, easy, yeah, D.C. might want to think about that as a.
0: Easily easily two or three of the Federalist Papers were written in response to anti-Federalists who were like, OK, wh- where's the capital going to be? Right. Right you know the concern of the anti fairless was okay would the states lose their jurisdiction particularly those states located near the freaking capital okay so i mean all of this was designed to go ahead and say this is the nation's capital it's not a state capital okay and the nation's capital is it, a separate entity is a separate entity and it's not a large entity it's not large at all.
1: Yeah, because they could have made it. I mean, they had the entire West. Sure. Right, like they could have looked over the Appalachian Mountains and said, over there, right there in Tennessee, we're just going to take that whole territory. And well, make I mean, it... you
0: know, th- think about if you're traveling on Interstate 66 coming out of Washington, D.C., it basically takes you through, okay, the northern part of Virginia into West Virginia. Right. Right? I mean, all of that could have been taken by the federal government, okay, for the capital. But no, it was confined. I mean, and you mentioned, you know, Lafayette's, you know, architecture for laying it out. Well, one of the reasons why he could go ahead and lay it out as well as he did is that it's not a big area, right? Right, it's not a big area, right?
1: But much bigger <laughs> now than it started off.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I mean, nevertheless. So again, I mean, I understand this idea. You know, beyond the, I understand the slogan, right? You know, uh, uh, no represent or no no taxation without representation, right? Okay, you know, and it 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 takes us back to the American Revolution and why we wanted to get under, you know, out from under the yoke of the British monarchy. But at the same time, okay, you got some constitutional issues, you got some political (laughs) issues. OK. Um, and,
1: and given the Congress right now,
0: oh, good I Lord. can't
1: imagine that those nuances could possibly be settled. This is going to be another one of those things that just goes away because nobody can figure it out.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, and, 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 and again, I don't mean to be a downer about this, but I'm just like, it's not this easy, guys. Right. Yeah. OK. Um, you know, you could put 10 constitutional law scholars in a room And if I had to hazard a guess, you're probably going to get easily six or seven different opinions. Easily six or seven, (laughs) right? Okay. And again, I teach this stuff, right? In the notes that I prepared for this particular podcast episode, I went ahead and narrowed them down, right? And it's, what, well over a page of notes about the constitutional issues? right? Right. And I parsed that, right? Okay. I summarized (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah it, it's
0: uh, well okay
1: so DC what we're going to say to you is we wish you the best yes we think it's unlikely that you are going to be a state you may however get to change your name which would not be the worst thing in the world
0: no no it would not I um, mean, it I... would
1: be a marvelous thing to recognize Frederick Douglass and his contributions yeah. to the to, to the, the nation any shout the nation? out to
0: Frederick Frederick Douglass I'm all in favor of okay? right
1: so I'm cool with changing the name if they want to change the name but now that I've seen that it, it's more I was I have to admit sort of like yes 51 stars it'll make this flag look weird I love it right but now I'm like mm. and I also understand the this sort of uh, the thing you have in your notes about which now makes much more sense to me about having states join in pairs because then you you take care of joe manchin's question about partisanship you're like okay go find a a place that's heavily republican heavily partisan in that way so that you can make these balanced maybe he would feel differently if somebody said We're gonna. We also propose this state of republica, in wherever, and it and it balances out both population wise and partisan wise. Yeah, might make him more comfortable. Him and lots of other people more comfortable with, rather than. It it does appear to be a little bit partisan. I have to admit now that I've heard your arguments. Yeah, I mean, and I've
0: told students this. I said, "Hey, guys." Okay. Partisan concerns have been with us for pretty much, you know, not Ever. all, but but for a number of states that have been admitted, right? right? And if not partisan reasons, political reasons, broadly conceived, right? You know, see the previous podcast episode, okay, where Congress put conditions on the states that they admitted, right? right. You know, were you going to be a free state or a slave state, okay? You know, Did you have to go ahead and uh, outlaw polygamy? Right, Right. okay? Um, You couldn't discriminate against certain religions. Right. Okay, because again, some of the territories, like some of the colonies, were settled by religious groups.
1: Yeah, so it's a lot more complex an issue than just does DC deserve to be a state?
0: Yeah, does it deserve to have representation in the Senate, in the House, where they vote? Do they get to go ahead and have, you know, self-rule? Okay. Um, Because, you know, like you, I'm like, sure, you want self-rule? Enjoy it, right? Because there's a lot of headaches that come along with self-rule. Yeah, no kidding.
1: Good luck with with getting your tax base going. Yeah, right? Okay. I mean. (laughs) All right. Okay, well, I guess we'll see where this goes, but I suspect this is gonna go nowhere.
0: Yeah, well, I'm gonna yeah, predict, I, I, I'm I'm not gonna predict nowhere. Yeah, I'm not optimistic. Um, so.
1: But, you know, who knows? Maybe we got a constitutional amendment coming that's gonna rewrite the whole dang thing.
0: Well, I mean, and that's the cool thing about the constitution, you know? If, it gets updated you know, every so often. Yeah, if you want to amend it, get the support, amend it, okay, then go through the statehood process. It can be done. Right. It may be difficult, but it can be done. Yep. Cool. All right. Thanks, Augie. Well, thank you, Nia. Enjoyed it. You've been listening to Civil Discourse, brought to you by VCU Libraries.